Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. And today I want to talk to you about some of the wonderful gifts that I have received from listeners. That's one of the cool things about being in the media. Sometimes people send you stuff. Most of the time it's good. (laughs) And we live in a world right now where we are so inclined to do everything online which is fine i mean i am as you know i'm right there with you on that i mean it's it's efficient it's uh, affordable it's fast and also it's easy to archive things and organize things i know that any day an emp could hit and erase everything which may or may not be such a bad thing depending on your point of view but there's there's nothing quite like getting something physical and you also have to understand you know, I started writing and publishing books when I was 14, 15 years old. I mean, I grew up in libraries. I devoured books. I am a bibliophile. And so I used to be the type of person who was like, ah, oh, I just, if I'm going to read a book, it's a physical thing. I, you know, I have to sit down and have it in my hands. But even now, you know, I've come around because. Uh, well, for you know, it depends on the type of book. Sometimes I'm working on a project. It's time sensitive. Everything these days is go, go, go. I need some information. I need need to know how to build a birdhouse right now. And it's nice to be able to get online and boom, you know, download that book and have that information at your fingertips. So I think it's a little more appropriate for, you know, nonfiction, informational, instructional type material maybe than it is if you're just going to turn down the lights and, you know, kick back and read some kind of spooky story before you go to bed or whatever but um i also have found that on an even more practical note that i have people who listen to this program all over the world and there are places on this planet where it would actually be illegal for me to ship a book uh, and, and by the way, in many cases, if you ship a book to another country and it's got to sit there in a big pile for God knows how long before it goes through customs and everything, I mean, it could be a, a month or more before somebody gets a book. And then if one of my books were to go into some of these countries, especially in the Middle, the Middle East or uh, parts of Africa, I mean, it could be a crime because it would be considered sorcery. I don't know if you realize that, but but there are places on this planet where you can't have certain kinds of content that are not in sync with their cultural mainstream belief system, or you know you can go to jail for that. So that's another good thing about the internet. I can instantly send somebody something anywhere in the world, and you know depending on their access, they they can read it. So it is very liberating. For those who want to think outside the box. And and actually, you know, it's funny. I was just sitting down looking over the stats. That's one of the cool things about doing a podcast as opposed to a terrestrial radio program. And, you know, I, I do a lot of both. But with the podcast, this particular one, I can look down at stats and see, um, you know, a map of the world. And I can see just like over the past five episodes... It shows me the, the, the top countries that listen to this podcast, and then it breaks it down to cities. And so I'll just tell you, um, not surprisingly, the number one country that listens to this podcast is the United States. 
now, mind you, I mean, every country in the world, basically, every certainly every significant country is uh, is listed on here, but the U.S. is number one. Number two is the United Kingdom. Number three is Canada. Uh, and, you know, that's kind of interesting because you'd think that Canada would come in at number two because we're connected to the same piece of earth here, but no. No, number two is UK, three is Canada, four is Australia, and, and then from there, you know, it, it breaks down into all these other um, different parts of the world. And I mean, I'm telling you, the whole world is represented. But if you if you consider that um, the U.S. is the number one, the here here are the top cities. The number one top city is not a big surprise, Asheville, North Carolina. That's my hometown. That's where my museum is. That's where the ghost tours are, the Haunted Asheville ghost tours. I have so many friends, my family, you know, that that's that's where my roots are in Asheville, North Carolina. So that's number one. Number two is Dayton, Ohio. I have really no idea why that would be, to be honest with you. Number three is Los Angeles, California. So that's good, and that's not surprising because I do a lot of work with, uh, you know, TV and all that. Uh, and then number four is London, England. Um, and then number five is Houston, Texas. So actually, um, we have of the top five cities there, they're all in the U.S. except London is the head of Houston. But uh, so anyway, and, and then from there, again, it breaks down. I mean, there are a lot of people listening in, in various parts of California, various parts of Colorado, uh, Arlington, Virginia is a big one. A lot of people listening in Toronto. So, it, but it's it's cool, you know, to be able to sit down and look at that, and it gives you an idea of what I'm saying. You know, I have people who who listen to the podcast, and if they can get something in a digital form instantly without the barriers of customs and all of the you know bullshit that goes along with the bureaucracy of borders and all that, then you know that that's an easy fast way to get it i mean you can always get an ebook and print it out if you want to and and i've had people who do that um you can get some of my ebooks that you can get like a whole collection of of uh, like i think 5 of them for $9.95 if you go to joshuapwarren.com uh one of them that's very popular is don't play with robert the world's most haunted doll and so people go there to the curiosity shop and they buy them and they just print them out, you know, and sometimes they send me pictures and they're like, look, I bound these and everything. And it's, uh, so that's really cool. So you see, there is, there is a reason to have things available digitally. But I think when you receive something physical, there is definitely an energy attached to it. I believe that. I wholeheartedly believe that physical objects have some type of um, some presence that you're not going to be able to perceive any other way. And, and that's why I think ghost tours, for example, are so popular. You can get online and you can type in any city and read a bunch of the ghost stories and you can watch videos on YouTube, but there's no substitute for being right there in person, in the environment, seeing what it feels like, you know, how people behave, getting the vibe of the place. 
So when you get something physical, it carries this kind of energy with it. And that said, I want to just tell you about something that I mentioned yesterday. Very strange. And it involves this concept of energy sort of traveling with objects or items. So one of my favorite listeners is a man named James in Canada. And he's just a wonderful guy. He's been a fan for a long time. He's been a big supporter. Um, he is so enthusiastic. He writes me really cool emails from time to time and, and updates me on what he's been doing in his life. He buys my products. And the guy is, he is in sync with what I'm talking about all the time. Okay, He's living a magical life. And I'm telling you, when you get to the point where you're in sync and you start seeing things just sort of pop up for you, and you know that there is no such thing as coincidence, that everything is popping up for a reason, um, you start to wake up every day living life in a whole new way because you, you wake up and you're like, anything could happen today, and I'm expecting it to be good. I'm expecting miracles, right? So listen to this email that James sent to me. Interesting headline, wrong item, but I love it. Now, here's what you have to understand. I have so many things going on that I do my best to not have to ship things because shipping is a big, complex job. And even when I create some new product, I'll create it and usually I'll send it to Mobius in West North Carolina. I'll send him a batch of whatever and then he handles all the shipping stuff. And so that's why, you know, I travel around a lot. You never know where I'm going to be. Mobius has got a warehouse with products from me and, and other clients. And so he's a professional shipper. So basically, I'll send him stuff and then he'll sit down and he'll deal with each individual order, quality control the thing, send it out. But sometimes... You know, I'll do some kind of a media appearance, and he will get slammed. He calls it stampede time. He'll get so many orders flooding in that inevitably uh, mistakes occur. And, of course, Mobius hires people to help him, and all it takes is one, you know, weak link in the chain sometimes for one order to get mixed up for another order. So very, very small percentage of the time, people order something and they get the wrong thing now if you ever do if that if you're ever the person who gets the wrong thing just let us know we'll correct it okay it's as simple as that you just we'll, we'll make arrangements for you to get that rectified immediately but anyway this is what happened in this case so james i almost used his last name he probably wouldn't mind but i don't want to do that because he didn't say explicitly i could use his last name uh james up there in canada he he already had ordered a prayer board, a miraculous prayer board, which you know is at joshuapwarren.com. And he loved it so much, he decided to order a second one. But when the second one arrived, he knew immediately that he had gotten the wrong item because the package he got was too small to be a prayer board. So imagine that you're in that situation you order something and the package comes and you know like this cannot be what i ordered 
But some people would be pissed about that. He actually got excited about it. Because he's, you know, again, he's he's thinking magically. He's thinking with an open perspective. He's, you know, he's got an opportunistic point of view. And he thinks, well, I've gotten something here. It's not what I ordered. What could it be? So here is his email. I'm just going to read his email. Wrong item, but I love it. He said, I ordered an extra miraculous prayer board on March 27th of 2019. And he said, instead, I received the Finding Your Magic Wand in a smaller box. Now, I'm going to pause once in a while here and tell you what what he's talking about is when you go to my curiosity shop and you buy the Finding Your Magic ebook, which is, I mean, everybody should read this. There's also an audio version. Um, It comes with a special Orgon Pyramid wand. So he found this wand there. But he said that the package was left unopened since delivery, as I love to keep anything from you for quite a while until I break into it exclamation exclamation isn't that cool so he actually looks so forward to getting something that he orders from my curiosity shop that he says he doesn't even want to open it for a while he just wants to, to sit there and he wants hey i bet I, I can just see him you know like uh getting all revved up like a kid on christmas morning right because he knows it's going to be something interesting so he says last night i was reading quite late and uh, barely conscious, I just started to fall asleep, and then some small knocks came from my bookshelf, or possibly mirror, I can't be sure which. I immediately got out of bed, wide awake, and looked all around to determine what is this. The tapping noise did not stop, even as I awoke fully. It continued for three to five seconds and then stopped so finding nothing and inspecting my mirror closely and bookshelf I tried to debunk this in any way possible he said now only the mirror slash bookshelf had this tapping so I ruled out seismic events or even mice or rats but then it dawned on me the use the force wishing machine that I ordered gave me a similar experience about a month or more ago I have a small bookcase this sits on and one shelf is a special place for only this machine now I'm going to pause again and if you don't know exactly what he's talking about if you go to wishingmachineproject.com wishingmachineproject.com you will find that there are lots of different kinds of wishing machines but there's one we call the Rolls Royce it's the one that's made with all the best parts it's really cool this is the one that I have sitting next to me right now literally I'm looking at it right now it's called the use the force box which is a special edition that we put out when my book use the force was published and uh, it's got a little light when it's turned on that blinks from red to blue and uh, so if you go there to wishingmachineproject.com and you click the link to use the force box you can see what he's talking about he says okay so he's got this 
use the force box on a special shelf. And he said, uh, I was looking closely at the red and blue light and then he says sometimes it seems to be in sync with me (laughs) and he says as I was watching the lights go out completely which that shouldn't happen by the way and then he said I pay it no mind and look away absently and then three distinct knocks come from inside the wall the back shelf the back of the shelf that separates my restroom and my bedroom directly behind where the use the force wishing machine sits and then the blue light comes back on he said it made me laugh it was as if it communicated with me he said sounds like magic has finally sent me over the edge but high strangeness has been with me for a long time and I roll with it maybe more than some would he goes anyway so he's using this as an example okay he says as a reference point this knocking happened once before and it was related to the use the force wishing machine now he has this knocking happening again he said at this point I could tell I could feel now is the time to open the small box which you sent that I knew could not be a prayer board and I am so pleased to find my new money and wellness wand I don't know why I felt the power I don't know why it was tapping to alert me of its presence he says thanks for a twist that I didn't expect and then he goes on to say I'm sorry for the long story I know you always mention you like hearing reports from people and it's a dandy but the experiments keep going and he says I remain a satisfied customer and loyal fan sincerely James so I tell you this story from James and James thank you so much for sending that because again this guy's in sync with what I've been talking about and whatever energy is coming into his home he clearly thinks is attached to these items and in his particular case it's interacting with him and often coming in the form of of a knocking or a tapping and I've experienced that kind of thing as well you know in unusual situations so this should kind of set the stage for you regarding like how that a physical object might carry some kind of energy with it so I'm going to tell you just about some of the things that I've gotten in the mail lately and uh, my goodness please don't be offended if I don't mention something that you've sent me because you know I'm not gonna sit down and uh, try to try to take up too much time here but there is this lady in Florida named Danielle Uh, once again I won't use her last name she is a big fan and big supporter of this program and I love communicating with her I've never met her but she has an aura that comes through her messages and to me the aura feels like sunshine I mean it's just like a big positive warm radiant feeling I get whenever she contacts me and I get the feeling off of her that she is just a very adventurous 
inquisitive, curious person who likes to get out and go into the field. And, and she has a background like fossils and paleontology, and she likes to get down and dig through the dirt and the sand and the mud and see what kinds of artifacts and evidence that she can pluck out that give us some you know sense of, of history. And a while back, Danielle said, I want to send you a box of some stuff that I think you'll appreciate. I gave her the correct address. A box arrived, and I opened it up, and holy cow. There are, I would say, easily over 100 items in this box. I couldn't believe it. I was trembling with excitement when I opened this box. For one thing, and I have it in my hand right now, she has a bag here of the most beautiful Herkimer diamonds. I know right now my friend Santero David Longley is listening, and he is so jealous to, to know that somebody just out of the blue loved me enough to send me these Herkimer diamonds because David is a big fan of Herkimer diamonds. These are really nice examples. In fact, Santero Longley told me that um, that he wanted me to go out and find a nice uh, sent, uh, Herkimer diamond for him, and so I went out and I found one, and so it kind of put me on a mission where I got to look at Herkimer diamonds in every store and online, and let me tell you, a beautiful bag of Herkimer diamonds. Um, then... For some reason, maybe I just haven't been attentive enough. I've been looking my whole life for shark's teeth, and I've never found one. She sent me a bag of shark's teeth, and uh, I I'm going to actually read her description to you in a minute of the stuff that she sent to me. Uh, stingray, um, I guess it's like a stingray tooth or something. You call uh, There is a huge chunk of fossilized bone in here. The whole thing was accompanied by this striking, vibrantly colored, just beautiful butterfly card. And which, I, you know, this is so cool. I actually should take a picture of this and, and you know, somehow display this for you. But anyway, the beautiful butterfly card, which right off the bat, I look at it and it reminds me of Mothman and it looks like just a million bucks it says hi joshua and lauren enjoy the herkimers and the florida fossils hope you guys get over here for a visit to dig on your own danielle by the way you know my sister's name is jessica danielle warren that's my only sibling is my sister so i i was just absolutely enthralled with this box of goodies and i so lauren and i spread them out on our counter here in las vegas and we're just piecing through everything i wrote danielle and i said you know wow this is uh, like one of the best gifts ever i mean that you you blow my mind please tell me more about what's in this box and she said uh the shark teeth are a mix from here in central florida on the peace river some from Gainesville, and some from the Venice, Minnesota, Key Beach areas. The teeth that are more polished looking are from being tumbled by the waves and smoothed out by the sand and are the beach teeth. 
Stingray plates. That's what, okay. The stingray plates are pretty much from the same areas. When the stingrays eat shellfish or things from the sea floor, they use these plates to grind the food up before swallowing it. So let me just tell you, a stingray plate, it kind of looks like just a, 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 a big, long, thin fossil that has a bunch of grooves on it similar to a file so like if you were to go to the hardware store and buy a file that's kind of what these these uh, stingray plates look like they look like a natural file so she says they grind the food up before swallowing it uh, they are most likely cartilage like sharks so not much left of them except the rows of these plates from their mouths the, the, now this big ass rib that she sent me this thing is probably almost six inches long and it's heavy and she said i mean by the way it's it's big around i mean it's like it's probably almost as big around as an egg you know this this rib is she says um it's a dugong rib you know what a dugong is it's similar to a manatee she says this is a, a a dugong rib from Gainesville Gainesville fossils and the shark teeth tend to be light tan or sand color due to the mineral deposits up there and and then she talks a little bit about um, you know some more technical stuff and then uh, she said water levels here will be dropping it's prime time for fossil hunting I'm right next to Disney World and roughly an hour or two hours from all the good sites to dig the fossils if you guys decide to visit what an amazing I mean can you imagine that can you imagine if, if out of the blue somebody just sent you a wonderful box like this and you opened it up and it's got Herkimer diamonds and all these fossils from sharks and manatee and a dugong ribbon man so cool so cool thank you Danielle I, I I'm going to be putting this stuff on display at some point by the way once I get my setup here finalized in Las Vegas but in the meantime, I'm going to be incorporating them into experiments, using them as samples, as specimens, as, you know, like witness samples for radionic projects and stuff like that. Amazing. Wow. And, okay, so like just a couple days ago, I got a package from my dear friend, Fran, in Western North Carolina. She... Now, now, Fran, you know, Fran and I, we, we go way back, okay? She, she, she is one of those people who, like I say, I, I've talked about this on the program. I'm not sure she's actually human. She might be some kind of an angel or something, to be honest with you. Fran was going through a shop in western North Carolina, and she just stumbled upon this huge... U.S. Geological Survey map of Nevada. And knowing that I'm out here right now, she sent this to me. And this is actually an index to other maps 
which is even cooler because when you unfold this thing and it's i'm telling you it's gigantic i have it in my hands i'm not gonna i've unfolded it once already it's so big i'm not gonna unfold it again right now the whole state is divided into squares and each square has a reference to other maps you know what map to get for each part you know again she's in north carolina she's on the other side of the world so to speak and found this and sent it to me man so cool this is going to go in a big ass frame at some point her neighbor santero longley who of course just last year moved from puerto rico to Asheville, he uh he sent me some new grids now you may remember if you've been listening to this podcast for a while i have put online at least one of his grids but he has given me permission to post more of his grids and we're talking about you know artwork that you can use for meditation purposes to tap into it's a long story but one of the cool things about this is uh, i need to call him to get the details he has told me that he is ready to offer a class to 12 students i think he said 12 uh but a very small number of students now i don't know if this is a long distance thing or if you have to go there in person i don't know but I'm going to get the scoop on that for you soon. But he sat down with his own hand and produced these amazing works of art, these new grids, and sent them to me. And so little by little, from time to time, I'm going to post these new grids for you. I told you I would do that, and I'm going to. And I will let you know uh, you know, how that progresses and, and what comes of that. Now, I have something that will be arriving here any day it might even arrive today that some of you would not want some of you would say ah no way in hell this is coming into my house this is one of the most morbid creepy spooky things i'm not even certain that you know i i'm i'm happy about receiving this right now because you know here here in vegas when i get my laboratory slash museum opened up here i'm going to have a room with a faraday cage and i'm going to i mean it's going to be huge so you can walk into this faraday cage and it will have objects inside that are contained by the faraday cage so that uh you know once you step inside the faraday cage you're with them but you step out you're shielded you're protected and people you know they contact me sometimes and they're like oh i want to send you something and i'm like well i I may i may or may not want it you know some people they offer to send me murder weapons i'm like no i don't want that kind of shit some people have offered to send me you know some i mean it's like some pretty horrible stuff like some nazi death camp stuff and uh, I'm like, nope, don't want that. You know, my museum right now in Asheville is in the basement of the Asheville Masonic Temple. And when that museum went into place, I sat down with some of the Masons there who said to me, Josh, we, we know you. Um, we, we trust you. You're a brother. And we just want to make sure, though, for the record, that 
when you start bringing stuff in here, you're not going to bring in anything that has negative energy. Uh, and I said, absolutely not. You know, this place is called a temple. You know, this is the Asheville Masonic Temple. That's not my style. There are other people out there who are fine with that sort of thing. Not me. Uh, and, and you have to realize, Masonry is not a religion. But there is a strong spiritual component to Masonry. To be a Freemason, you cannot be an atheist. Okay, you can't be an atheist. But there are people from many different religions that are Masons. And so... You know, Masons who who really are tapped into, you know, the, the spiritual fundamental aspects of of a of, of building of property, they realize like, you know, you, you you can't bring something here without it having an effect. And so, I've never brought anything uh, with with any kind of inkling of negativity into the Asheville Masonic Temple. Only positivity. Here in Vegas, I might get a little more risky with that because, for one thing, my facility is not going to be in a Masonic temple and it will be in a Faraday cage. So I am a little more open-minded to getting some spooky, creepy stuff. But still, I I will tell you what this thing is that is being sent to me when I receive it. When I have it in hand, I'm going to tell you about it. And... I don't know what's going to be attached to it. I have to be careful with this. It's one of those things that as soon as I tell you what it is, you'll instantly know like, oh yeah, that's haunted. That that has got to be haunted. And that will be one of the things that will go into the Faraday cage in the new place. In the meantime, I'm not sure where I'll store it, but I know I'll, I'll probably at least have a night or two where it's right here in my house. And so, Lauren is thrilled about that. But... If you want to send me something, it's always a good idea to contact me first and tell me that you're sending me something. And that's for a couple of reasons. Um, Number one, I may not want it, just like I was saying. You might have something that, you know, like I had this guy who contacted me and said, I have this doll, and everybody who gets this doll immediately has a death in their family, and so we don't want it. And I, I was like, well, don't send it to me. You know, I have taken stuff out and discarded of it. I've taken objects and I've thrown them in the ocean and seen them, you know, sail away into the the, the inky blackness of of the uh, the Atlantic Ocean at night. I've burned things. I've buried things. Not everything should remain as, as a curiosity. Sometimes you have to destroy things. So before you send me something, if you think there's something controversial, you know, ask me about it. Secondly. You never know what the best address is for me. Unless you have already been in contact with me and you've already been sending me stuff, if you're going to send me something for the first time, go to joshuapwarren.com and uh, and ask me about it because uh, what you may find is that I may have a certain address that I want you to send things to depending on where I'm going to be and my travel schedules. I also have certain addresses that are for more public exposure and, and some that are more private. And so, you know, it's, uh, there have been times where people have sent things to the wrong address. And I'm like, well, uh, nobody's there to pick that up for another six months. So sorry. you know. 
Um, so it's always good to uh, email me through joshuapwarren.com to confirm uh, where I'm going to be and what the best address is going to be. And all that said, um, again, contact at Joshua P. Warren is the, uh, excuse me, contact at joshuapwarren.com is the address that you will find at joshuapwarren.com. So I'm sorry if I haven't mentioned you know, a, a gift or whatever, but, um, that, that you've sent me, but here, some of the stuff that I like to receive, I love gemstones. I can always use gemstones. I love technology, you know, weird little meters. And I also love these EC horror comics, Tales from the Crypt, Vault of Horror, the, the old ones, the old thin ones, because when I get on an airplane, I can read that when I get tired of doing the digital thing or whatever. I love, and I don't want big thick things because I don't want to carry some big heavy tome onto an airplane. Just you know, two or three issues of any of those old EC horror comics are always a fun thing for me to receive. So I certainly always appreciate getting those. Um, bit of a follow-up for you on the fairy footage you know in the last podcast i was asking could this be a woolly aphid and so people all over the world have been looking at images and video footage of woolly aphids and comparing them to the footage from corby waste and you know what what i've seen so far is that most people have said yeah, this is probably a woolly aphid. But then there's a good section of people who said most of these woolly aphids look too small to be this thing. So I'm going to give it a little more time to let people sort of work through that and see what they think. Um, but the woolly aphid is definitely a weird bug. So, yeah, you know, if if you have a feeling one way or the other, please you know post it somewhere that you know i'll be looking at uh send me your your thoughts whatever and pretty soon we'll 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 close the case and say okay here's here's where it stands right now but tomorrow of course is saturday and tomorrow we have the second creepy vegas paranormal tour here in las vegas ghosts ufos all kinds of weird stuff the weather is going to be really nice 77 degrees i mean it's i I know in the summertime everybody says oh god it's so hot but right now it's so mild it's 77 degrees tomorrow the low tomorrow night is going to be 55 degrees we've been having some sandstorms it's been really windy um but my power hasn't gone out that's really nice i appreciate that (laughs) some people have lost power in certain areas but i haven't and um you have these just incredible like creepy storms that come whipping through and you hear the whistle as these storms are blowing around and the trees are bending over and you step outside and like i say you get some sand you get some grit in your teeth or whatever but it's okay when you're at your house, but boy, I'd hate to be out like hiking and camping out or something in the middle of the mountains and have the, one of those come blowing through. But this weekend, and actually the whole next week is going to be beautiful. 
Dean Worsing and his wife Anne are going to be here next week, and so I'm going to be running around constantly doing investigations and experiments and explorations, which will provide a lot of great content for you. I just don't know if I'll be able to leave a lot of podcasts for you during the week as we're out there exploring things. But that's happening next week. But uh, once again, tomorrow, if you go to creepyvegas.com, C-R-E-E-P-Y, creepyvegas.com, you can get your ticket. It's only going to happen one time, 6 p.m. tomorrow here in Las Vegas. And you'll be there with Nick Weird. I won't be there. Um, your your opportunity to hang out with me was last weekend when we had our debut. I'm, I got too much going on, but Nick Weird... Yeah. You're in good hands. You're in good hands with Nick Weird. So that's tomorrow, creepyvegas.com. So, okay, my friends, uh, I have a lot of stuff to get to. So that said, I believe uh, I'm going to wrap up this particular podcast. I hope that you're in for an exciting weekend. I know I'm in for one and a hell of an exciting week to come. So plenty of great stories are on the horizon I look forward to telling you all about it very soon. Remember, if you go to joshuapwarren.com, there's no period after the P. And if you go there, you'll find a lot of cool stuff. You know, go to the Gallery of the Strange, click the link to the Curiosity Shop, but be sure to click a link to this podcast called Joshua P. Warren Daily. It's always short, always free, always independent and uncensored. You can subscribe through various means or just follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren, at Joshua P. Warren, and I will tweet when a new one is available. So, thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon.